Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit Podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, Pursuers. Last week, Erica and I talked through serving and burnout. And this week, we're going to go to the Word and see what we find there. All right, Erica, what you got? Yeah, the one of the Bible verses that I found, and it's one that you all may know, it's found in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so, you know, just the fact that this isn't even a lot of the things that we do in our ministry and maybe the things that we get caught up in mentally or or emotionally are not our burdens to actually even take on. They're Christ's. And I, one of the things that one of my friends told me one time, I don't know if you know what a yoke is? Um, You mean like what, the oxen? Yeah. Yeah, but go ahead, share it. I don't know if I'm going to do it justice, but um, so I guess the way I learned it was the yoke was something that helped. Um, there were two, and when you put it around both of them, it would help manage the weight. And therefore, the it was the it wasn't as hard to carry the whatever they were having to pull. Yeah, that's good. And so, you know, just this meaning that Jesus was saying, like, take my yoke, like, take the 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 piece that helps sustain what you're trying to pull and because it's light mine is light he's carrying that burden for you that's really good and it reminds me of uh, what i had shared with you about my experience at the gateway conference on the last day of the conference i went to the prayer tent and i um i was feeling really convicted after one of the workshops regarding like my leadership for the worship team mm-hmm. the lady who was praying for me uh, said something that was really interesting to me and It was interesting partly because the Lord has been uh, talking to me a lot about walking with me, like walking with him. Mm. And she said, I just feel the Lord saying, take my hand. She said, Narcelli, because when you take God's hand and you walk with him, it means that your hands are occupied. So like one hand is holding him, uh, like holding his hand. You don't have two hands to carry all this stuff. In other words, she was just kind of like, you got to let that go mm. and just like trust, trust the Lord and mm. walk it, walk this out with him. And it reminds me of the oxen and the in the yoke that you were just talking about. I think as we're considering this topic of burnout, let's not negate truth. And the truth is that we were created for work. Mm. But I've always found something really interesting, and it's that if you go to Genesis chapter 1, it talks about God, the God of the universe, right? The God that sits enthroned, that he governs the heavens and the earth, right? The creator of all things. He spends all this time recorded in chapter 1 of Genesis where he is just plowing Mm -hmm. and working and creating and putting things all in his place. And then when you get to chapter 2, Verses 1 through 3, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. So I think before we get to the burnout piece, um, again, one of the funny things that Joyce Meyer has said at the conference was, 
you can't rest if you haven't worked. So you can't be burnt <laughs> out if you haven't worked. And so yeah. God and creation sets the foundation. Yeah, that's good. I would also say that Jesus modeled this in terms of resting and that it was a good thing, at least resting or kind of removing himself for a brief amount of time. Um, he did recharge after hard work. When you look at Mark 6, 30 through 32, Jesus sent his 12 disciples out to do some ministry. And then when they returned, he encouraged them to separate from the people who were following them to rest. Jesus himself was encouraging that. Also, you're going to find it in Luke 22, 39 through 44. You all may know this well, the hours before Jesus was arrested, he went to the Mount of Olives and he went a little bit away from his disciples to pray. And he was at that time in some emotional agony. He knew what he was about to face. And I take that very similarly to when we're dealing with something that's very emotional. Let's say somebody's sick in our family or they're faced with something really difficult at work or things like that. Similarly to how Jesus was about to be faced with something that he was not wanting to have to face. And he stepped away and took time to be with the Father. And that was his way of separating himself and taking time to, in his way, commune with the Lord and and find that recharge or that courage he needed to fulfill what God had planned for him. So would it be safe to conclude, Erica, that the Bible is basically saying, okay, yeah, you were created for work, so that's important yeah. truth number one. So we need yep. to be working. Then the second truth is that God rested, so yep. he shows us the way he leads by example yeah and then jesus is now modeling that rest for us like as, yeah. as a human as a fully mm -hmm. human being and i think this is one of the ways in which we uh, we can serve without becoming burned out yeah jesus is not just our model for serving i mean he's like our model for, for life but i don't think oftentimes we really take a look at all that Jesus did to model serving yeah. for us and then also to to model rest. So one of the ways for us to recover from uh, from even entering the state of burnout is by staying continuously in a posture of rest. Yeah. I mean, knowing what your recharge is, I think everybody's looks and feels different, but the mentality that you go into is extremely important. When you know that you're working for the kingdom, the posture should change. So is that like a year long? What? For recharge, you're saying? Yes. No. I mean, I would say that. I don't know <laughs> if that was biblical. I think the longest Jesus retreated from his mission that I see, or and you all can correct me if I'm wrong, is the 40 days when he went out into the wilderness before yeah. he actually started his ministry. 40 days. That's it. I don't see him taking a season of three months. I don't see him taking even longer than that. Even when with the disciples, I didn't. I don't see him saying, you know, that if the disciples were frustrated or tired or exhausted, okay, Peter and Paul, you know what, guys, Peter and Paul, not able to serve right now. We're gonna have to take a three month hiatus, and then I'll go ahead and continue my work with the Lord. I mean, he didn't do it. They continued to to, and I think there were mechanisms in place to help with that i mean there was community i think that's huge and important um but there yeah, but, oh, but sure. because jesus was modeling the sense of rest i think they were finding those moments 
while they were serving and following Jesus in his ministry to have those times. But they also knew what their mission was. They also knew what they were doing. I, I yeah. they knew who they were serving. I don't, they didn't fully know the mission. They didn't they didn't understand what Christ was actually going to do, which is why they were so confused when he actually died on the cross, right? Like they didn't fully comprehend that. But they knew that they were working towards something with Christ. And they trusted that enough. And that eventually it was worth yeah. dying for. Yeah. Like they literally gave their entire lives yeah. for it. I think a really good example of what you're saying, Erica, is in Mark 6, 30, 32, when Jesus feeds the 5,000. And in verses 30 through 32, this is what it says. It says, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and mm. taught. I wonder if they were like, Jesus, let me tell you everything I did today to like be all high and mighty. Or if they were just like, oh my gosh, this is so exciting. Let me tell you what we did. Da, da, da. I don't know. Because, you know, like the disciples were really funny. Yeah, they were funny characters. And they were human and they were regular people who, I mean, you see it where they were like competing against each other in the, in the scriptures. I'm sure they were yeah. like trying to get one up over the other disciple just to prove to Jesus. Totally. <laughs> and so in verse 31, I think this is really cool and something that I don't think I've noticed before, but it says, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not have even a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. I don't know why I'm about to get so emotional. I think it's just that invitation. He's saying, come with me by yourselves mm. to a quiet place and get some yeah. rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. And I think it goes back to what you were saying. So it was not that Jesus, um, Jesus wasn't saying work, 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 yeah. work, work, and then right. don't rest. He was saying work and make sure that you yeah. rest. But like you said, it wasn't like this, oh, take a hiatus for however many years. Yeah, and I guess I, th I think we do need to pause for just one moment. And I, I would say there may be moments or circumstances in people's lives where they are needing to pause. Like someone's sick, Correct. someone's ill, someone's having a baby. Correct. Like, I don't know. Correct. Like, I, I, I think we failed yeah. to say that earlier, and I think there there's a difference. We would trust that people are managing that on their own. But listen, y'all, I mean, at the end of the day, there's work to be done for the Lord. There's work to be done for the kingdom. And we can't do it without workers. The harvest is plenty. The laborers are few. Come on. We need more hands. We need more feet. If you're not in a church serving because of whatever reason that doesn't fall into one of those categories, uh, I know. I think God does need to work with me on the grace on this one because I'm in the field. I want you to work with me. I want to commune with you. I want to serve with you. People want to serve with you. We need to see God's direction for our lives. And I, I assure you that God's direction will always include some level of serving because that's what he came here for. What I see a lot of times, I'm just speaking from my own experience. I'm not saying that it's everybody's experience. But if we're just honest for a second, I think what I see a lot is people doing a lot of things that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. And then they're burnt out about doing the 30 to 40 minutes that church requires mm. based on the other things yeah. that are consuming yeah. their lives. And so I think that one way to avoid burnout 
in general is by staying in tune with God's specific direction. There are seasons when we do need to sit down and that's part of discerning God's direction for your life. But there comes a point where like that has to have an end time. I mean, I I don't know how else to say it. What you're hearing from me and Erica today, I think it's just like maybe a, a little challenge to like push through the excuses. I earlier had said that there have been some seasons where I have felt burnt out, but it wasn't because of the serving piece. It was because I was trying to serve while also serve all kinds of other stuff that the Lord wasn't mm, directing mm-hmm. me to. And when God calls us to service, right, when he's he's calling all of us to service. Yeah. But when he when he directs that, that also means that there are things that actually have to go. And my problem has always been, uh, which I've I think as I've gotten older and I'm not as like you know, quick as I used to be. I've gotten better at just saying no to the other things. Just recently, I mean, Erica, one of um, our sorority sisters called me and she wanted me to get back plugged in. And I was just like, no. And I've just gotten really good at Mm -hmm. saying no. Why do I say no? Because my priority right now is serving the kingdom of God. And that doesn't mean that God can't call me to that leadership role to serve his kingdom there. But that was not what I was discerning from the Lord. And that's the difference. When I say we need to be in tune with uh, asking God for specific direction for our lives, I'm talking about like, are we consulting God about our schedules? Are we asking God, where do I need to lean in and where do I need to lean out? And then are we depending on him to be our strength? I hear churchy people say this all the time. You're just doing this out of your own strength. And I never really understood (laughs) what that meant. Yeah. And... And this season, I've been really consistent. By the way, I'm on streak number 42, hashtag, you know, spiritual life. That's on my daily refresh, (laughs) y'all. But what I will say is that I'm really aware of how much I need Jesus. And so that's why I keep going to him because there's so many things in my life that I need help with. And I'm trying to not do it in my strength. And I'm trying to come to him so that I can receive the strength and the grace and the mercy and the spiritual zeal that I need to do all the things that he's calling me to, not just at church, but also in my job. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 And I think oftentimes I, I could probably put myself in this basket um, is that our identity is not necessarily drawn from the things that we do in the church or any accomplishments we have, but it's our identity is directly connected to our relationship with Jesus. And I think that's really important because oftentimes those who do like to serve, there is a balance of serving for yourself versus serving for Jesus. And a lot of times we like that self-gratification that we've accomplished something uh, in the church and it has nothing to do with the kingdom. It has more so to do with the fact that I did it. It could easily vary that way if you are someone who just has a heart for serving and then you kind of find this kick out of it. And I have people in my life who have drawn me back to this just throughout the years or God has brought a message to me or something like that where I have been called back to remember that it's at the end of the day, it's not about those things first and foremost, but it's actually my relationship with Jesus. And from that should flow what I do, which I think kind of goes back to what you're saying, Narcelli, that if I'm doing it because I'm getting the the high, let's say, from serving, it's out of my own strength. But if I'm doing it out of a result and a posture out of the relationship that I have for Jesus, there's a there's a different kind of strength that comes from that. Hosea 6.6 6 says, 
For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Yeah, that's good. And also that Jesus is not going to love you more because you do all these things. Uh, This is something that I've had to learn this year, not just in... um, just for service, but just for life in general, one of the things my counselor was highlighting um, in me and in my personality is that sometimes I have a a tendency to do certain things to achieve worth as opposed to doing things from a place of worth. And so she challenged me and she said, you're, 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 she said, your starting place is worth, not your finished place or your goal. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, I'm paying you to tell me all that, but actually, I literally am paying her to be honest with me. But I mean, that's real. And then the other thing that I was thinking about is, you know, just in case I didn't mention it before, but is when we're asking God for specific direction for our lives, it's also asking him to be the one to set the boundaries um, so that he's setting the limits for what we can or cannot do as opposed to us basically being driven by other people or other voices. And then the other thing is um, accepting that, uh, especially for those of us who may already be serving, just as a reminder, I think one way to avoid burnout, and as I'm saying this, I'm literally about to preach to myself, but it's like embracing community and understanding that like you can't do everything on your own. And I will say, I think this has been my my biggest frustration when I see just so much work that has to be done in just the church in general and the kingdom in general. And one person is having to take on so many hats because people are not willing to step, you know, to step up. And the need is is huge. But then on the flip side of that, I have a tendency to want to do things with excellence. And so it's like if someone can't do it as good as me, then like I just won't give it up. And that's not okay either. As a worship leader, one of the things that early on I learned was like not to say silly things like jump for Jesus. If you love Jesus, jump. (laughs) Yeah. If you if you love Jesus, serve. However, don't burn out for Jesus. The call is to serve. And the call is also to rest. I want to pray for us. Uh, I want to pray for Erica and I as we wrestle with this topic. I don't know if you can tell that we're super zealous for this. But ultimately, we want you to hear the Holy Spirit. And we want uh, we want you to hear what the Lord is directing for your life. Because I promise you that um, if you listen to what the Holy Spirit might say, um, I think you will find that there's a place for serving, for servanthood and also resting and doing it well. Yeah. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these conversations and we really just come to you, Lord, in humility. We want to see people just uh, serving, but we don't want to see people burn out or be in a state of exhaustion. So I just pray for every listener that has a desire to serve you, Lord. And I pray that you speak uh, very intently and directly to your hearts and that you help set limits for what that may look like so that they fu- they can fulfill the call that you have over their lives. And um, if we have said anything today, Lord, that it's not in according with your word, I pray that you cancel that, that you show both me and Erica, and also that you show the listeners at the end of the day, Lord, we don't want our voice to be the resounding voice. We want your voice to rule, your voice to govern, your voice to give wisdom, your voice to direct. And we just pray, Lord, that, that you speak to us um, in very unique ways. 
And um, for those of us who are already serving, Lord, and maybe a little bit tired, I pray, Lord, that you bring us back to your feet, yes, that you bring us back to that place of rest, Lord, and that place of recharge. Thank you, Jesus, that you carry our burdens. Thank you, Jesus, that you give us rest. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the source of life, that you are the source of yes. strength, that you are the source of every need that we have for our souls, for our serving. And I pray just for all the ministers, Lord, for our pastors, our leaders, and we thank you, God, for their obedience to the call. And we just pray, Lord, that you give them um, everything that they need to carry out the duty that they have, um, that they have so graciously accepted. We love you, Jesus, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pursuers, we hope you learned something new today. Please like and subscribe to our podcast to continue getting this content out to others. And as always, we hope you have a wonderful week and let's stand for truth, Pursuers.